0: Alright, this is the reading for April 21st, day 111 of the Bible in a year, and we're reading Second Samuel 8 through 1 Chronicles 19, verse 19. Okay, Second Samuel chapter 8. After this, David defeated and subdued the Philistines by conquering Gath, their largest town. David also conquered the land of Moab. He made the people lie down on the ground in a row, and he measured them off in groups with a length of rope. He measured off two groups to be executed for every one group to be spared. The Moabites, who were spared, became David's subjects and paid him tribute money. David also destroyed the forces of Hadad Deser, son of Rehob, king of Zobah. When Hadad Deser marched out to strengthen his control along the Euphrates River, David captured 1,000 chariots, 7,000 charioteers, and 20,000 foot soldiers. He crippled all the chariot horses, except enough for 100 chariots. When Arameans from Damascus arrived to help King Hadad Deser, David killed 22,000 of them. Then he placed several army garrisons in Damascus, the the Aramean capital, and the Arameans became David's subjects and paid him tribute money. So the Lord made David victorious wherever he went. David brought the gold shields of hadad Desert's officers to Jerusalem, along with a large amount of bronze from hadad Desert's town of Z- Teba and Barathai. When King Toy of Hamath heard that David had destroyed the entire army of hadad Desert, he sent his son Joram, excuse me, to congratulate King David for his successful campaign. Hadad, desert and Toy had been enemies and were often at war. Joram presented David with many gifts of silver, gold, and bronze. King David dedicated all these gifts to the Lord as he did with the silver and gold from the other nations he had defeated. From Edom, Moab, Ammon, Philistia, and Amalek, and from Hadad Dezer, son of Rehob, king of Zobah. So David became even more famous when he returned from destroying 18,000 Edomites in the Valley of Salt. He placed army garrisons throughout Edom, and all the Edomites became David's subjects. In fact, the Lord made David victorious wherever he went so David reigned over all Israel and did what was just and right for all the people. Joab, son of Zeruah, was commander of the army. Jesaphat, son of Ahilud, was, his, was the royal historian. Zadok, son of Ahitub, was oh, and Ahimelech, son of Abiathar, were the priests. Sarai, Sarai, I don't know. Was the court secretary Benai, Benai, Benai? I don't know. Son of Jehoiadai was captain of the king's bodyguard, and David's sons served as priestly leaders. And now this is a parallel. We're in First Chronicles chapter eighteen. After this, David defeated and subdued the Philistines by conquering Gath and its surrounding towns. David also conquered the land of Moab, and the Moabites, who were spared, became David's subjects and paid him tribute money. David also destroyed the forces of hadad Dezer, king of Zobah, as far as Hamath. When hadad Dezer marched out to strengthen his control along the Euphrates River, David captured 1,000 chariots, 7,000 charioteers, and 20,000 foot soldiers. He crippled all the chariot horses except enough for 100 chariots. When when Arameans from Damascus arrived to help King Hadadezer, David killed 22,000 of them. Then he placed several army garrisons in Damascus, the Aramean capital, and the Arameans became David's subjects and paid him tribute money. So the Lord made David victorious wherever he went. David brought the gold shields of Hadad Dezer's officers to Jerusalem, along with a large amount of bronze and from Hadad Dezer's town of Tabah and Kun. Later, Solomon melted the bronze and molded it into the great bronze basin called the sea, the pillars, and the various bronze articles used at the temple. When King Toy of Hamath heard that David had destroyed the, ar- the entire army of King Hadad Desir of Zobah, he sent his son Jer- Joram to congratulate King David for his successful campaign. Hadad dezer and Toy had been enemies and were often at war. Joram presented David with many gifts of gold, silver, and bronze. King David dedicated all these gifts to the Lord along with the silver and gold he had taken from the other nations, from Edom, Moab, Ammon, Philistia, and Amalek. Abishai, son of Zoriai, destroyed 18,000 Edomites in the Valley of Salt. He placed army garrisons in Edom, and all the Edomites became David's subjects. In fact, the Lord made David very, victorious wherever he went. So David reigned over all Israel and did what was just and right for all his people. Joab, son of Zorai, was the commander of the army. Jehoshaphat, king of Ahalud, was the royal historian. Zadok, son of Ahitub, and Ahimelech, son of Abiathar, were the priests. Sarari, Sarai, I don't know, was the court secretary. Second time around, still can't say it. (laughs) Benai, son of Jehoiada, was captain of the king's bodyguard. And David's son served as the king's chief assistant. And now we're in Psalms 60. I love this, that it switches over to Psalms. All right, so it says the theme... Real real help comes from God alone. When a situation seems out of control, we can trust God to do mighty things. The author was David when Israel was away at war with Aram in the north and Edom invaded Judah from the south. For the choir director, a psalm of David useful for teaching regarding the time David fought Aram, Aram Naharim, and Aram Zoba, and Joab returned and killed 12,000 Edomites in the Valley of Salt to be sung to the tune of Lily of the Testimony. You have rejected us, O God, and broken our defenses. You have been angry with us. Now restore us to your favor. You have shaken our land and split it open. Seal the cracks, for the land trembles. You have been very hard on us, making us drink wine that sent us reeling, but you have raised a banner for those who fear you, a rallying point in the face of attack. Interlude. Now rescue your beloved people, answer, and save us by your power. God has promised this by his holiness. I will divide up Shechem with joy. I will measure out the valley of Succoth. Gilead is mine and Manasseh too. Ephraim, my helmet, will produce my warriors and Judah, my scepter, will produce my kings. But Moab, my washbasin, will become my servant and I will wipe my feet on Edom and shout in triumph over Philistia. Who will bring me into the fortified city who will bring me victory over Edom? Have you rejected us, O God? Will you no longer march with your with our armies? Oh, please help us against our enemies for all human help is useless with God's help. We will do mighty things for He will tamp for He will trample down our foes. I love that uh, now we're back in Second Samuel chapter nine. One day David asked. Is anyone in Saul's family still alive? Anyone to whom I can show kindness for Jonathan's sake? He summoned a man named Ziba, who had been one of Saul's servants. Are you Ziba? The king asked. Yes, sir, I am, Ziba replied. The king then asked him, is anyone still alive from Saul's family? If so, I want to show God's kindness to them. Ziba replied, yes, one of Jonathan's sons is still alive. He is crippled on both feet. Where is he? The king asked, "In low Debar," Ziba told him, "At the home of Macher, son of Emiel." So David sent for him and brought him from Macher's home. His name was—oh goodness, his name was Mephibosheth. Mephibosheth. There it is. Mephibosheth. He was Jonathan's son and Saul's grandson. When he came to David, he bowed low to the ground in deep respect. David said, Greetings, Mephibosheth. Mephibosheth replied, I am your servant. Don't be afraid, David said. I intend to show kindness to you because of my promise to your father, Jonathan. I will give you all the property that once belonged to your grandfather, Saul, and you will eat here with me at the king's table. Mephibosheth bowed respectfully and exclaimed, Who is your servant that you should show such kindness to a dead dog like me? Then the king summoned Saul's servant Ziba and said, I have given your master's grandson everything that belonged to Saul and his family. You and your sons and servants are to farm the land for him to produce food for your master's household. But Mephibosheth, your your master's grandson, will eat here at my table. Ziba had 15 sons and 20 servants. Ziba replied, Yes, my lord, the king, I am your servant, and I will do all that you have commanded. And from that time on, Mephibosheth ate regularly at David's table, like one of the king's own sons. Mephibosheth had a young son named Micah. From then on, all the members of Ziba's household were Mephibosheth's servants, and Mephibosheth who was crippled in both feet, lived in Jerusalem and ate regularly at the king's table. 2 Samuel chapter 10 Sometime after this, King Nahash of the Ammonites died, and the son and his son Hanun became king. David said, I am going to show loyalty to Hanun, just as his father Nahash was loyal to me. So David sent ambassadors to express sympathy to Hanun about his father's death. But when David's ambassadors arrived in the land of Ammon, the Ammonite commanders said to Hanun, their master, do you really think these men are coming here to honor your father? No, David has sent them to spy out the city so they can come in and conquer it. So Hanun seized David's ambassadors and shaved off half of each man's beard cut off their robes at the buttocks and sent them back to David in shame. When David heard what had happened, he sent messengers to tell the men, stay at Jericho until your beards grow out and then come back. For they felt deep shame because of their appearance. When the people of Ammon realized how seriously they had angered David, they sent and hired 20,000 Aramean foot soldiers from the land of Beth Rahab, and Zobah, 1,000 from the king of Makkah, and 12,000 from the land of Tob. When David heard about this, he sent Joab and all his warriors to fight them. The Ammonite troops came out and drew up their battle lines at the entrance of the city gate, while the Arameans from Zobah and Rehob and the men of from Tob, and Makkah positioned themselves to fight in the open fields. When Joab saw that he would have to fight on both the front and the rear, he chose some of the Israelite elite troops and placed them under his personal command to fight the Arameans in the fields. He left the rest of the army under the command of his brother Abishai, who was to attack the Ammonites. If the Arameans are too strong for me, then come over and help me, Joab told his brother. And if the Ammonites are too strong for you, I will come and help you. Be courageous. Let us fight bravely for our people and the cities of our God. May the Lord's will be done. When Joab and his troops attacked the Arameans, excuse me, when Joab and his troops attacked, the Arameans began to run away and when the Ammonites saw the Arameans running, they ran from Abishai and retreated into the city. After the battle was over, over Joab returned to Jerusalem. The Arameans now realized that they were no match for Israel, so they regrouped. They were joined by additional Aramean troops summoned by Hadad Deser from the other side of the Euphrates River. These troops arrived at, Hel- at Helam, under the command of Shobak, the commander of desert's forces. When David heard what was happening, he mobilized all Israel, crossed the Jordan River, and led the army to Helam. The, Ara- the Arameans positioned themselves in battle formation and fought against David, but again the Arameans fled from the Israelites. This time, David's forces killed seven hundred charioteers and forty thousand foot soldiers, including Shobak, the commander of their army. When all the king's allies, when all the king's allied with Hadad Dezer saw that they had been defeated by Israel, they surrendered to Israel and became their subjects. After that, the Arameans were afraid to help the Ammonites. Now we're in First Chronicles chapter 19. Some time after this, King Nahash of the Ammonites died, and his son Hanun became king. David said, "I am going to show loyalty to Hanun because Sorry, and this is a parallel again. Because his father Nahash was always loyal to me, so David sent messengers to express sympathy to Hanun about his father's death. But when David's ambassadors arrived in the land of Ammon, the Ammonite commanders said to Hanun, do you really think these men are coming here to honor your father? No, David has sent them to spy out the land so they can come in and conquer it. So Hanun seized David's ambassadors and shaved shaved them, cut off their robes at the buttocks and sent them back to David in shame. When David heard what had happened to the men, he sent messengers to them, stay at Jericho until your beards grow out and then come back for they felt deep shame because of their appearance. When the people of Ammon realized how seriously they had angered David, Hanun and the Ammonites sent 70,000 pounds of silver to hire charioteers, chariots and charioteers from Aram Naharim, Aram Mak, Makah, excuse me, and Zobah. They also hired 32,000 chariots and secured the support of the king of Makah and his army. These forces camped at Medeba, where they were joined by the Ammonite troops that Hanun had recruited for his own towns. When David heard about this, he sent Joab and all his warriors to fight them. The Ammonite troops came out and drew up their battle lines at the entrance of the city, while the other kings positioned themselves to fight in the open fields. When Joab saw that he would have to fight on both the front and the rear, he chose some of Israel's elite troops and placed them under his personal command to fight the Arameans in the fields. He left the rest of the army under the, under the command of his brother, Abishai, who was to attack the Ammonites. If the Arameans are too strong for me, then you come over and help me, Joab told his brother, and if the Ammonites are too strong for you, I will help you. Be courageous. Let us fight bravely for our people and the cities of our God. May the Lord's will be done. When Joab and his troops attacked, the Arameans began to run away. And when the Ammonites saw that the Arameans saw the Arameans running, they also ran from Abishai and retreated into the city. Then Joab returned to Israel, excuse me, then Joab returned to Jerusalem. The Arameans now realized that they were no match for Israel So they sent messengers and summoned additional Aramean troops from the other side of the Euphrates River. These troops were under the command of Shobak, the commander of Hadadezer's forces. When David heard what was happening, he mobilized all Israel, crossed the Jordan, and positioned his troops in battle formation. Then David engaged the Arameans in battle, and they fought against him. But again, the Arameans fled from the Israelites. This time, David's forces killed 7,000 charioteers and 40,000 foot soldiers, including Shabak, the commander of their army. When Hadadezer's allies saw that they had been defeated by Israel, they surrendered to David and became his subjects. After that, the Arameans were no longer willing to help the Ammonites. All right, and that is the end of our reading for April 21st.